Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Fat Boys Dynasty Podcast, hosted by the Fantasy Holics Podcast Network. Coming at you live again on YouTube, uh, Brant. Here we are, um, a week removed from the NFL draft, fully now. Um, everybody's had a time to actually sit and digest, really sink their teeth into these landing spots, uh, and it's everybody's favorite time of the year, right? We just every one of us that's in dynasty football just does mock draft after mock draft after mock draft until our actual NFL draft happens. And they never go the way we all expect them to. But nonetheless, uh, we're all gluttons for punishment. We all love to see what value we can get in the third, fourth round, whatever, uh, see what players slide to us. So, Brant, I know we both <clears throat> thought that it'd be the most appropriate thing we could do this week to bring a mock draft that was recently completed by the Fantasy Holics um, Facebook team, uh, with you and I being in there as well. Um, so, several of the people that talk to everybody behind the scenes being involved in this mock. Uh, just talking about that one here live uh, today, as well as going over a post-NFL rookie draft um, top five ranking at each position. Yeah, uh, with the <coughs> excuse me, with the mock draft here, if you guys want to follow along, I know the results have been, uh, I believe, have been published up there on the Facebook. So if you want to follow along while you listen to us, um, the board will be up there. Uh, and yeah, this is our first our first uh, dive into our top five rankings at each position for these rookies um, as training camp news comes out, as more of the depth chart news comes out. Some of the rankings will fluctuate. That's why we didn't want to get too deep into it. Uh, top five will probably remain roughly the same for us, barring any injuries or huge news coming out. Right. And it'll be the real interesting thing, Brant, to, to figure out is where these guys fall into our consensus overall rankings when we break down each position fantasy wise. Uh, and I think there's definitely some names here that are going to that we're going to see again as we start ranking these positions, which is something you and I are going to start moving into here shortly, probably. But let's without further ado, let's go to the quarterback position. Let's do one through five, but let's start at the back half and work our way up. So you tell me who you have at number five, Brant. At number five, I have I have headed Hooker going to the I, Detroit Lions. I also have Hooker there, um, I, and I think we're both in consensus that, you know, not a great opportunity for playing time early this year, but if the Detroit Lions decide to, to separate from Jared Goff, there is an avenue for Hendon Hooker to have some relevancy um, outside of the rest. of With Hooker and even in the conversation, uh, Hooker and everybody else in the rest of the draft outside of these top four are kind of just meh. But Hendon Hooker's got the best upside in my eyes. Yeah, Hendon Hooker, the biggest knock on him is obviously his age and how he's going to come back from this injury. We saw him have a very good uh, college or very good last year there in Tennessee prior to him getting hurt. Um, he'll, he is guaranteed to at least get to sit one year behind golf before he has to be thrown to the Wolves of playing, if he even is. But yeah, it's like you said, he's got the best chance of seeing the field early. Uh, earlier than some of the other ones in my mind outside of our top five. Um, and mind you guys, these are our dynasty rankings. So when we get to talking about some players later, it may be a year or two before you see their actual value, but uh, the value is there for, uh, I think the value is there for Hooker, especially in, uh, like I said, we'll get to talking about that in our mock draft of where he falls. Sure. Okay. Number four, Brent, uh, we in consensus on this one too. Will Levis at four? Uh, Will Levis, absolutely. Okay. Uh, again, with Will Levis going to the Tennessee Titans, they trade up to get him. He does fall out of the first round in 
the NFL draft, but they they traded up to get him early in the second. Um, so maybe maybe the quarterback of the future in Tennessee, and if things start out slow in Tennessee, which I think they probably will in that division, um, maybe we see Will Levis a little sooner than some expect. Yeah, with Will Levis, he's got a big, strong arm. I think he uh, elevates Traylon Burks a little bit when he does get on the field. Um, and they did try to trade back into the first round in order to get his fifth-year option. So I think that they are starting to already see him as the future, maybe not the right now. Okay, fair enough. Uh, number three, this is where we could get start to have a little bit of a difference of opinion. We'll see. Who do you have at three, Brant? I actually have Anthony Richardson down there at three now. I originally had him as my two. I did drop him a spot just because, uh, in my mind, his landing spot in Indianapolis, it's not – shaky to where he won't be the starter it's shaky because they want to pound the ball with jonathan taylor and may not allow him to use his legs as much as he needs to or as much as he can use them okay at three i have cj stroud um i i think out of the top three guys cj stroud fell into the worst weapons out of all of these guys um, definitely some question marks uh, coming out of the draft about his, you know, his IQ, his his progression ranks. I know when I did my independent study of CJ Stroud early, which I'm no expert, I know uh, for me, I, it looked like he struggled to get through his progressions. Even when you're talking about guys like, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr., Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, so when you're struggling to get through progressions with guys like that, what are you going to do when it's Nico Collins, Robert Woods, uh, and Nathaniel Dell catching passes for him? So for that reason, I have C.J. Stroud at three. Yeah, and I have him as two just because, once again, it, it's it's they have a young core down there. They're they're trying to build something there in, ten, in, in Houston, and I like his future upside. I, like, um, I, I don't know if he finishes as the second best QB this year. Um, out of these QBs, but I do like his upside with that young core, and and now he's there, so he gets to build with that core, and that's really kind of how I had it. I know uh, t uh, Indianapolis line is getting a little older, so that's kind of where I had them. I kind of had them two A, two B with Richardson and CJ Stroud. It just it, it depends on who gels who gels with their team first, in my mind. Okay, fair enough. I have that's your two. So I, my two, I have Bryce Young. Um, you know, Bryce Young, I think is is probably the most talented quarterback in this league. His size just scares the absolute dog crap out of me. Um, wide receivers are pretty nice in Carolina, really. When you get into it, pass catchers as a whole, you know, Hayden Hurst, um, uh, Adam Thielen, uh, and now you add on a guy like Jonathan Mingo as well. Um, so I'm definitely not hating um, his landing spot. I do just think that. Um, you know, Carolina's offensive line's not the greatest as it is. Uh, I think he's going to be under some pressure year one, uh, and I'm just not sure that Carolina or Bryce Young live up to expectations. I do think Bryce Young has the best career out of this draft class. Year one, though, does make a difference, uh, and so for that's why, for me, I have him at number two. So obviously, Brant, you have him at one, Yes, uh, so and I have Richardson. So tell me why Bryce Young should be number one. I have him as one. He was the first one off the board. Um, Carolina was was a team that was in, you know, they, they moved off from McCaffrey and still found themselves in a lot of games. I know their line wasn't rated the top five, but or top, you know, top end there, but they were getting some time with, with who they did have running the ball and who they did have under center. Um, I like the um, Terrence Marshall, DJ Chark. I like the veteran wide receivers to really help with the um, younger guys and to help develop him. And one of the reasons he kind of moved ahead of everyone else 
is he has a guy there like Adam Thielen to really work with and mentor. We've seen Adam Thielen's work ethic. And I think I'm, ho- I'm really hoping that that rolls in with Bryce Young. His size is the biggest issue for me as well, too. Yeah. So for me, Anthony Richardson's number one. And, and uh, you know, Brant, I uh, was very slow to get on this train, uh, excuse me, post combine here. Um, and I wasn't sure I'd ever get on the train, but I went back and did some more independent research on, on Anthony Richardson post draft. Uh, and when you're the best graded quarterback ever in the history of the combine it speaks volumes to what you have going technically um for you uh and what your raw talent is um and if anybody's going to address this and and bend this guy to their will it'll be shane steichen who's now the head coach uh of the indianapolis colts and you mentioned earlier jonathan taylor and wanting to pound the rock i think for a young um young quarterback having a guy like Jonathan Taylor as a backfield mate is just going to be uh, pay huge dividends for, for Anthony Richardson. And out of all these quarterbacks, he has the best weapons in my mind to uh, catch passes from him and Alec Pierce, Michael Pittman. And, and then again, the aforementioned Jonathan Taylor. So, um, you know, when you c- combined his, his uh, athletic ability um, with who's got, who he's got catching passes from him. Uh, for me, it's just too easy to have him uh, up there at number one. All right, so we're going to go through these running backs a little quicker here. We're not going to have time for our mock draft. So at number five, who you got, Brant? I got Roshan Johnson okay. going to Chicago. I think there's nothing in front of him um, that really scares me. Foreman's on a one-year deal. Herbert was a sixth-round draft pick. Johnson, I went back and I watched some film on him this past week, and he was really impressive. He has a great skill set, and I think he has the, the ability to really jump all, both of the other two there uh, by midseason this year. Yeah, I love Roshan Johnson. Did not crack my top five here. Um, I've got at number five, I've got Jack, Zach Charbonnet out of your Seattle Seahawks. Uh, my biggest issue here with this is he he was arguably the third best running back in this class. Fell to a landing spot. Granted, I know the draft capital is there. Seattle spent uh, had spent up to get him um, with that draft capital, um, so that's reassuring. But the fact that it's going to hurt either him or Walker. Uh, Walker was pretty good last year, and the fact that those two guys are going to be tied together for almost the entirety of both of their first career, their first contract, uh, is enough to scare me off of Charbonnet early, any earlier than, than number five for me. I have Charbonnet at number four, and that's just because with the skill set he possesses, the skill set Walker possesses, I said it last week, I think both of those guys wind up in um, my running back two range, and I absolutely love what he brings to it. And I think it, I think it's going to be close to a 50-50 split, but I think they both have the value there. Okay, at number four for me, I've got Kendra Miller um, out of New Orleans Saints. And, and like you alluded to, Brant, this is more of a dynasty pick than it would be a, a redraft, um, even with the fact that there's going to be some kind of a suspension for, for Alvin Kamara most likely. Um, but Kamara, whether there's a suspension or not, is going to be 28 years of age this year. Um, you know, Jamal Williams isn't getting any younger. Uh, and Kendra Miller comes into a, to a spot where if he can – you know, establish himself at all this year. Next year, he could be the guy leading that backfield. So um, this is more of a future pick than a, than a current pick, but I do like how he projects this year as well. I absolutely don't mind that being inside your top five. He was right outside of my mind. It was between him and Johnson really there at my five. So absolutely, I, everything you said is, is spot on with him. All right, who do you have at three? At three, I have uh, A-Chain there in Miami. Um, he's got 97 year old Raheem Mostert and 52 year old Jeff Wilson Jr. in front of him who both can't stay healthy for a whole season. Um, 
you got the gas can there, but well, we know they apparently don't really like him because they can the trash can add anybody, anybody ahead of him. I'm sorry. Uh, I know we got a guy in our, in our league, in our, in our league that absolutely loves him. I'm sorry. You probably don't want to hear this, but uh, a chain, I think is going to start out as number three and slowly creep up that draft or slowly creep up that uh, depth chart. This means, Brant, that we are consensus three through one because I also have Devin A. Chain at, at three. Um, like you alluded to, definitely, uh, definitely going to be a huge factor in that backfield just because nobody can stay healthy um, when it comes to Jeff Wilson and, and Raheem Mostert. And on top of that, can you imagine putting the speedy guy like Devin A. Chain in there uh, for a defense coming into it? But do you do you drop your safeties down to cover the box and get burnt by Waddle and Hill, or do you drop your safeties deep and let them? you know, play, not get burnt over the top by Hill and Waddle and let Devin A-Chain have 10 yards of, of running lane before he sees the safeties. Not my problem. That's a problem for opposing defensive coordinators facing the Miami Dolphins each week. Uh, but, yes, give me all of Dave, Devin A-Chain at three. So, at two, I'm assuming we both have Gibbs. Yes. If you want to talk about Gibbs here. Great landing spot. They shipped Swift. Um, he's got a great skill set. We both had him as the number two back prior to the draft. Um, and the only thing I have to say is shh, David Montgomery is still there and probably will vulture quite a bit of touchdowns this year, but I think Gibbs will be just fine in that backfield. I think he'll take over between the twenties for the majority of that, of the backfield. Yep. Well said. And at number one, that means we both have Bijan Robinson. Uh, I'm going to step all over your little toes here, Brant, and talk about my Atlanta Falcon. Uh, this pick is, it, it, this guy is, he is transitional. He's going to be a, a, a generational talent at running back. He is already for me, if I had to put down my rankings, he's at least top three in dynasty, if not number one um, coming into the league. He is currently spending his time this offseason working out with uh, um, Jamar Chase, um, so yeah, he, he's going to be very, very, um, well-versed, well-rounded in, in his ability. Uh, and this guy should be the consensus number one in, in rookie drafts, whether it's super flex IDP or just standard rookie drafts, he should be number one. Best landing spot for a running back. That's all I got to say. He was the best back in this class and he got probably the best landing spot behind your guys's line that you guys have really are starting to build up going to one of the, or actually, I believe you guys did lead the league in, in rush rushing attempts last year or so second attempts first and efficiency well i i believe he will take at least 90 percent of that work probably yes, over at least all right moving into the wide receiver position brant who do you have at number five i have zay flowers um i absolutely hate the landing spot he has um i've been on the bateman train obviously they don't trust bateman bateman was the 27th overall pick two years ago two or three years ago so he's stuck with you know um it will be Bateman and Flowers uh, and OBJ probably for one year. I don't trust Lamar. I don't trust that passing game. Zay Flowers being how explosive he is, though, he does stay inside my top five because one short rant, slant route and he could take it to the house. Okay, fair enough. I have at number five, Jonathan Mingo out of the Carolina Panthers. Um, again, this one's just simply due to the fact that they they got him in the second round. He was a guy that they said, hey, he's going to be our guy of the future. Uh, we're going to pair him with Bryce Young, and Bryce Young and him should have many, many years to gel together, whereas, um, you know, Terrence Marshall, I think at this point, is kind of a failed experiment, and we both know at this point Adam Thielen and DJ Chark are both just exactly what they are. They're DJ Chark and Adam Thielen at this point in their career. Yep. All right, Grant, who do you have at number four? I have Rush, I have Rashi Rice uh, going okay. to the Kansas City Chiefs. 
in my mind, best landing spot. They don't have a true number one wide out there. I know they would like Kadarius Tony to be that, and they did say he would be that. I believe that came out today or yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rice, I loved him prior to the draft. He was slowly creeping up my board as I got more and more research on him. Big body guy, great red zone target to help Kelsey in the red zone. I absolutely love Rice, and, and he's paired with Patrick Mahomes for the foreseeable future. So give me one of the best weapons, you know, or give me a great weapon with Patrick Mahomes, and you know that he's not going anywhere after one year like Juju did. So I absolutely love him for future value and this year. Yeah, Rasheed Rice, Jonathan Mingo, and Keyshawn Booty were all in contention uh, for, for, for my number five spot here, and I couldn't decide, so I just flipped a coin and knew you'd hit Rasheed Rice, so I just left him out. I also left Keyshawn Booty out. He was the odd man out as well. Uh, but, yeah, I like Rasheed Rice a lot. Those guys were – it was hard for me to narrow it down at five. Uh, and it's a good thing these aren't concrete, and I don't have to live with these because I imagine that number five spot will change a little bit. Uh, for me, at number four, I have Zay Flowers. You kind of already hit the nail on the head here. The only exception is um, OBJ is not going to be there as long as Zay Flowers is. At some point, uh, Zay Flowers will take into step into that full-time number two role or number one, depending on how things go with Rashad Bateman. And Zay Flowers projects to be very similar in ability to Marquise Hollywood Brown, who had some pretty good years while he was in in, in Baltimore. So I'm I'm okay with Zay Flowers at number four. Okay. At uh, number three, I have uh, Quentin Johnson there going to the Los Angeles Chargers. Big body guy. Um, he probably would – he stayed at three because he is behind two guys that have injury histories. Um, they're in a high-powered offense um, that likes to throw the ball. They're in a, a division that scores points. He's going to get targeted quite a bit. Uh, how long does Mike Williams play this year? How long does Keith Keenan Allen stay there? Um, so yeah, I think Quentin Johnson is, is a guy that's going to instantly drop into the three role and it's probably only a matter of a couple weeks before he's the two. Yeah, I, I do. Like you said, I have Quentin Johnston at three as well. Um, I do still put Eckler ahead of him in my mind as a pass catcher, even though, uh, Eckler is at the running back position. I still think he's going to catch more passes. So right now I'd have Quentin Johnston as the, as the, as the four, but I think shortly to come the three, which like you said, shortly could become all the way up to the number one spot, um, with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams's days, um, limited, if you will. All right, Brant, number two, who do you got? I got Jordan Addison as number two. He steps right into the Thielen role. We know how much Kirk Cousins loved Thielen. Um, he would be my one, but uh, he's tied to Jamar Chase uh, for uh, Justin Jefferson. A, Justin Jefferson, my fault. You were talking about Chase, so that was still on my mind. He's tied to Jefferson for the foreseeable future, so he'll always be the number two because I don't see him passing Jefferson anytime soon. All right. Uh, I at two have Jackson Smith and Jigba, um, who was my favorite wide receiver going into this class and your Seattle Seahawks pooped all over that. Um, but I do have him at number two. I think talent's going to win out, but he is still going to be behind just or uh, Justin Jefferson. Here we go. Now we're now you got me doing it, Brant. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett in Seattle uh, attached to Geno Smith, who I know was fantastic this year. But I'm sorry, everybody, Brant, you included. I'm going to have to see Geno do that for more than one year before I can really put any kind of faith uh, in him as a quarterback. Um, to substantiate three wide receivers, somebody I expect to be left out here. And I think year one, it could be Jackson Smith and Jigba. I have JSN as number one, but uh, I alluded to it a couple podcasts ago when we talked about guys to maybe avoid uh, late in drafts. And that was Gino because I do expect him to take a step back. Uh, JSN, the real reason he's number one is the fact that I don't see Lockett being there long-term. 
I believe he has an opt-out after this year or a team opt-out. As much as I love Lockett and everything he does for Seattle, and I'd love to see him stay in Seattle, I think that they're already grooming for the future in Seattle. And I absolutely love JSN being there because when Lockett leaves or if Lockett leaves or his time gets limited, the double coverage and everything else we all know is going on DK. And this man right here is so explosive and his route running is so amazing. I, I don't I don't see how Gino or our future quarterback doesn't at least have two top top 24 wideouts. Okay. Uh, just like you alluded to with Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jordan Addison walks in this year as, as target option number two um, in a Kirk Cousins offense, which isn't a whole lot better uh, than Geno Smith. Uh, but I don't expect Jackson Smith and Jigba to pass DK. I don't expect Jordan Addison to pass um, Justin Jefferson either. But we all know that Adam Thielen role has been very, very nice for fantasy for quite a while. Um, going into the year this year in college football, Jordan Addison was the number one prior to the start of the season. He slowed down, didn't really uh, gel real well right off the bat with Caleb Williams at USC, uh, where he had transferred from Pittsburgh. Uh, and I think that was a big knock and a reason why he slid. But he's uber talented, uber athletic. Um, and I, I really honestly, with these two top wideouts, I don't think you go wrong with either one of them. Honestly, I really don't. I just think you're going to get more year one out of, of Jordan Addison than you do Jackson Smith and Jigba. But they both project to have very good careers fantasy wise absolutely absolutely let's jump into the tight ends i'm gonna I'll hit my five first because you and me talked about this i have a tie right now it's luke musgrave and tucker craft that's a camp battle that's the green bay tight ends they are drafted i believe in the third and fourth or second and fourth whichever one wins that battle is going to win over that number five spot um so both of them will have a, a great upside in that offense um so I think either one of those guys could easily become uh, Jordan Love's new best friend. Yeah, Luke Musgrave in the second, Tucker Craft in the third. That's also who I have at five, Brand. after I sat down and, and looked at it after talking to you earlier. I, I couldn't pick one of the two of them over the other. I do tend to lean that I like Tucker Craft a little bit more um, out of South Dakota State than Luke Musgrave, which I know you, you and I have had these conversations in person. Um, but, yeah, whichever one of them wins it, I think is going to be very electric. All right, moving on. At number four, who do you have? Luke Shoemaker there in Dallas. Nothing's in front of him. I literally looked at the depth chart, and Jake Ferguson was the only thing on the depth chart. I know there's a lot of mouths to feed there, but we have seen it in the past with Dalton Schultz that Dak Prescott does like his tight end. This guy could instantly walk into a nice role there. Okay. Uh, I went a little off the cusp here, Brant, so stay with me here. Number four, I have Brenton Strange out of Jacksonville. Uh, I know year one this is probably not going to be a great sexy pick, um, just simply due to the fact that Evan Ingram is back in town. But the numbers Evan Ingram put up last year with Trevor Lawrence, if and when that role does get turned over to Brenton Strange, uh, those numbers will be there for him as well. I went back and watched a little bit of his tape um, this week at Penn State. Um, I was already excited about this tight end class. This is just another guy that made me more excited. Draft capitals there. This guy eventually takes over for Evan Ingram, tied to a guy like Trevor Lawrence, who I think is still on the upswing. If you remember right, Brent, you and I have both said that really his his Trevor Lawrence's rookie year was this last one, uh, and he took leaps and bounds. Uh, so I expect him to keep doing that. Number three, Brent, who do you have? Uh, number three, I have. Uh, unfortunately, this one hurt me right in the heart to write this name down because he was my one for the longest. That's Michael Mayer. I, I like the landing spot. He's going to enter the, the Darren Waller role, but the issue is there's so many mouths to feed. Mm -hmm. 
and Jimmy Garoppolo is, isn't that guy to push the ball as much downfield. He's a system quarterback. He does great leaning on the play action. Um, I think Mayer has a very good uh, first year, but it's, 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 I think the other two guys have the upside is way too much more. And this one hurt a little bit there with, with Adams there and Renfro there. And I know I miss, Oh, my uh, Jacoby Myers there. It's and Josh Jacobs. It'll be hard for him to see, you know, be able to sustain great fantasy numbers until that thins out a little bit. Sure. Uh, Michael Mayer is my third as well. And honestly, had Jimmy G not been under center, I could have seen myself pushing Mayer down to fourth or fifth potentially. But we do know one thing about Jimmy G, and it's that Jimmy G loves his, himself some tight ends. So I do expect there to be some production at the at the position for Mayer. Um, but like you said, he's going to be uh, down the pecking order a little bit to start his career. So number two and number one again. I assume we have the same here. The top three. Um, you tell. You want to? I'll take. I'll take number two. You get number one. This go around. How about that? Okay. So at number two, I think we're both in agreement on Sam Laporta um, out of D the Detroit Lions, uh, former tight end from the uh, Iowa Hawkeyes. Again, I went back and did more research on Sam Laporta. I started really growing uh, attached to him uh, probably the week leading up to the draft as I was doing my research. This guy had a 30% target share at the University of Iowa, which is just astronomical for a college tight end. This guy is just an absolute all-around athlete. Um, again, had it not been for the name that you're going to talk about at number one, I think Sam Laporta ends up being the number one tight end in this class. Um, but he does go to Detroit where Jameer Gibbs is going to now be pass catching passes, um, eventually Jamison Williams and DJ Chark. So just due to all of the murkiness that is that, I have him at number two still. Marvin Jones, Chark moved on to Carolina. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Just didn't want anybody else to be confused. <laughs> sure. right. This guy right here, I don't give a crap that is tight end that he's labeled as a tight end. This man's a slot wide receiver, and that's probably where he's going to play for Buffalo. And that's Mr. Kincaid going to Buffalo. Like I said, he's listed as a tight end. He's a freak athlete. His hands are amazing. His blocking's great. He's going to be one of Josh Allen's best friends for years to come. Um, I, I obviously Diggs will be the one there for at least a couple more years. Um, but Kincaid is, is there for the long haul with Allen and I absolutely love his upside year one. And I love his upside for the future. Absolutely. Dalton Kincaid, the man, the myth. All right, Brant, let's get into this mock draft. We're going to kind of do this a little bit differently. We're going to go six picks at a time. Um, we'll just talk about a couple we like from each of those groupings. Um, and again, this is one that if you guys want to get on, see who made the picks, um, Brant, I dr you drafted at the eleventh uh, spot in a twelve uh, twelve man draft. I had the nine spot. Again, this is a super flex dynasty uh, tight end or quarterback premium, obviously uh, draft. So let's get it right started off here. Uh, one hundred one, Bijan Robinson. One hundred two, Bryce Young. One hundred three, Anthony Richardson. One hundred four, Jameer Gibbs. One hundred five, C.J. Stroud, and one hundred six, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Any surprises? Anything you just absolutely hate there, Brant? Um, the only thing that I, I disagree with, those should be the first six picks in my mind. I think Stroud should go ahead of Gibbs in a super flex. Um, but other than that, really, you can't go wrong with any of those first six picks. Okay, I agree. I think, uh, like you said, I, I, I would have – Richardson ahead of Bryce, but I can understand why anybody would do it that way. Yep. There's really no surprises here. Just, just a little bit different order from my perspective. All right. 107, Jordan Addison, 108, Quentin Johnston. I was on the board at 109, pulled Will Levis uh, in front of Zay Flowers at 110. You took Dalton Kincaid at 111. 
and Devin A chain went at the 112. Uh, you and me talked about this when that pick hit. I thought I was going to get Will Levis. Um, and then you and me talked about kind of our board right there at the mock. And I believe all three of those names are right there. And uh, I think Kincaid probably should have went before Flowers. Um, but other than that, I absolutely love getting Kincaid. Like I said, outstanding wide receiver. I love getting – or tight end. I love getting him at the 111. Yeah. So I could see people saying, how are you going to take uh, Will Levis – uh, in front of Zay Flowers, Dalton Kincaid, Devin A-Chain. I could see the argument being made uh, for Will Levis sliding, but again, in his super flex, the uh, fact that the Tennessee Titans traded up, tried to get into the first to get him, um, he is going to be the future there at some point. Uh, so that's why he went. And again, I think, like you said, Dalton Kincaid at the 111 is an absolute steal, let alone the, somebody getting him in the second round on an actual draft. But uh, nonetheless, I digress. Let's move on. Uh, 2-1, Zach Charbonnet, 2-2, Jonathan Mingo, 2-3, Kendry Miller, 2-4, Jaden Reed, 2-5, Rasheed Rice, and 2-6, Taji Spears, Brant. I see two reaches right here. I don't I, – I, Reed, I think, has a very decent career there in Green Bay, um, but I, I still think Dobbs and um, Watson are ahead of him on the depth chart. Still have both the running backs there. So uh, Reed, I think, went a little bit early. And Spears, you and me have talked, and after you and me talked a little bit, has a lot of injury, you know, uh, knee problems. Uh, and that could be a reach and could be a one-and-done type of guy. Um, and, and, I mean, he's sitting behind, you know, a guy that most used back in the NFL. But I, I still don't know how much I believe in him. Yeah, I, I think Kendra Miller going at the 2-3 is an absolute steal for somebody here. Um, you're getting a running back that I think is going to have some value year one and potentially a starting year running back in year two, getting him in the second round here. Um, as you alluded to, I do think Taji Spears is a reach. The more and more I learn about uh, Jaden uh, Reed, the more and more I like about him. I don't think he surpasses – Christian Watson this year, but I could see the argument made for Romeo Dobbs just based on draft capital uh, and opportunity in Green Bay. So that's another one we'll have to do a little bit more research on and dive deeper. 2-7, we have Michael Mayer. 2-8, we have Hinnon Hooker. I took Sam Laporta at 2-9. Jalen Hyatt went at 2-10. Uh, Brant, you took Roshan Johnson at 11, and Marvin Mims went at 12. Absolute steal to um, get Laporta down there at the 2-9. I think he should have been moved up a little bit more. Um, I don't think he should have made it past the first uh, six picks there in the second. I absolutely love that's one of my favorite picks there in the second round is, is Sam Laporta. Yeah, the one that I really don't like here is Marvin Mims at, at the 2-12. Um, I, I don't have this guy. I don't know if I'd even put him inside my top 10 at this point in this class. Um, I, one, Russell Wilson's got a lot to figure out in Denver. Um, and until that happens, I'm not sure I want anything there, but at the very least, uh, best case scenario for Marvin Mims is he's going to be behind, um, uh, Jerry Judy and Kurt, uh, Cortland Sutton, uh, along with Greg Dulcich. And then you throw in the likes of Tim Patrick, Marquez Calloway, and all the other new former New Orleans Saints that, um, Sean Payton coached that he decided to bring back with him to uh, to Denver. It's just the, the waters are extremely murky there. I know Marvin Mims is very talented, but I just don't love him uh, to Denver. So for me, I think I he was back half of that. the third. Back half of the, yep. <laughs> the third is where I'm willing to gamble on him. Yep. All right. I'm in the same boat. 3-1, we have Tank Bigsby. 3-2, Josh Downs. 
3-3 Luke Schoonmaker out of the Dallas Cowboys, tight end. Uh, 3-4 Cedric Tillman, uh, 3-5 Zach Evans, and 3-6 Tank Dell. The 3-4 Tillman there in Cleveland. I love this guy going into the draft, but A is draft capital. And let's see, they just traded for Elijah Moore. They have Amari Cooper. They have Bell. They have Peoples-Jones. They have Watson, who uses his legs more often than not. I just don't know where Tillman is in the pecking order. And in my mind, he's, 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 you're, you have Nick Chubb still pounding the rock there. You still are a run first offense, even with Watson underneath center. Tillman's like number four or five in the pecking order there. I think that is a heck of a reach. That's a fourth round draft pick in my book. Yeah, I'm not, not crazy big on him. Tank Dell is probably my favorite uh, pick at the three six. Um, just again, because this is a guy who, CJ Stroud, you know, told his his new front office in Houston, go get me this guy. Um, so if he's willing to vouch for him, um, that means he's probably gonna, you know, be looking to make that connection. Sounds like the two of them were playing catch in the parking lot mm -hmm. um the day of the draft, so or the night after, whatever the case may be. Um, so definitely interesting there. Three seven, we have Luke Musgrave, three eight, Chase Brown, three nine, Keyshawn Booty, three ten, Chris Rodriguez. 311, Deuce Vaughn, and 312, Israeli Abanacanda. Yeah, uh, I, I'm going to be a little homer here, and I'm going to talk about my pick here. I went Deuce Vaughn. I think this man actually uh, carves out a decent little role in Dallas. He's a speedy guy. He, he can line up at the slot. I know his size is the biggest knock, but this guy could actually end up playing um, a big factor in that offense to really help boost it up a little bit. Uh, getting him at the 311, it, it made me extremely happy. Yeah, I'm going to do the same here, Brand. I'm gonna, not your pick, my pick. I had key, took Keyshawn Booty at the at the uh, 39. Um, this is a guy who's going in and may walk into um, wide receiver one potential um, in uh, New England. There, I know Juju's there. I know there's a couple other names that they added, but um, at the end of the day, if you go back and look at some of the performances that Kayshawn Booty put together at his time at LSU, there was one game where he had something like uh, 18 receptions for like 320 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, he's got the all the upside. His draft stock fell. There's off-the-field questions with this kid. Uh, but I absolutely love him at New England, and I think he could be a, the steal of the draft at the 3-9. This is a man that, that we were literally talking about prior to – the college season of being a first round draft pick for the wide receivers is possibly being one of the top three wide receivers in this class. And like you alluded to off the field issues, he had a bad last year at LSU, you know, the up and downs of their quarterback and the up and downs of their season. But Keyshawn Booty, like he's, he's an amazing athlete and, and falling to new England might be the best thing for this kid. You're under Bill Belichick. You're under underneath one of the best coaches in the NFL, if not the best coach in the NFL. I think he gets his head on right, and I think that is the absolute steal of this draft, regular draft and fantasy football drafts. Absolutely. All right, moving on. Four one. Uh, let me let me preface this by saying that I think when you get specifically with this draft class, Brant, um, fourth rounders really even third rounders if you hit on a pick it's an absolute diamond in the rough i don't love the third or fourth round in this draft i barely love the second round so let me just preface that because you're going to be taking some dart throws here um at 4-1 we had darnell washington 
4-2, Sean Tucker. 4-3, Eric Gray. 4-4, Dwayne McBride. 4-5, Michael Wilson. And 4-6, Brenton Strange. Yeah, one of my favorite picks and one of my favorite sleeper guys in this draft is Washington there at the 4-1. Um, his blocking ability, I mean, you, the, the the tweet came out, the Instagram came out of one block that he made where he just literally put his arm out and put old defensive end flat on his butt. This man's going to get on the field for blocking, which means there should be some good upside. And like you said, fourth round, let's throw that dart. And this is a guy that I definitely could see end up sticking. Yeah, Brenton Strange again is the guy for me here. Um, like I just had it, had him inside my top five with my tight end rankings. Um, you know, again, he's gonna it's gonna be a year or two before you get that production out of him at that position. But again, I think it's a good problem to have when it when it comes to catching passes from a guy like Trevor Lawrence. Uh, four seven Stetson Bennett, four eight At Perry, four nine Trey Palmer. 410 Will Mallory, 411 Pukanuka, and 412 Tyler Scott. Let's uh let's do something a little different. You talked about this being the dart thro- throw uh round. Explain your dart throw. Why did you take Palmer there? Yeah, so obviously I took Trey Palmer just because he was the fastest clocked wide receiver at the combine. Very quick guy, uh projects to have that Scotty Miller role uh in uh Tampa Bay. Now, granted, obviously it's not as sexy as it was when it was Tom Brady throwing the ball to that guy. Uh, but um at that at this rate, um just getting a guy that uh, Tampa Bay I think is gonna have a very down year this year, gonna be playing from behind a lot. Uh, and sometimes the best way to, to negate uh, and, and chase points late is to to just get the ball in the hands of the fastest player in your team, and that could be very well be Trey Palmer. And I absolutely love your your reasoning there because Palmer, like you said, fastest clocked wide receiver in the combine. Well, what does Baker like to do when he's under pressure? Just throw that ball up there, and hopefully somebody can get underneath it. This guy could get you so many bonus points come dynasty or come fantasy football time. Absolutely love it. My dart throw, I went with Pukanuka. Los Angeles Rams. Love the name. Got to love the name there. Um, but I went with him. The fact that there's Cooper Cup and then what? Tutu Atlow, Ben Skoranek. What else is really there in the wide receiver room? Van Jefferson. Yeah, Van Jefferson also who has history of injury. Pukanuka, before you blink your eye, could end up being the number two wideout in there. And when you're the number two wideout with the Rams, that means – Odds are there's four or five guys watching Cooper Cup, so you get to just kind of roam around there almost wide open and move and, and you know, get open for uh, old man Stafford. So that's why I took the dart throw. I mean, it's an offense that I think is going to be playing from behind quite a bit, and uh, I, I think Nuka has, has very good upside. Yeah, Brent. I, I don't have a I don't have a problem with Puka Nuka here, uh, and and like you alluded to, there's definitely going to be a, a, a an option for him uh, to ha- carve out a role in that offense. And if I go back and look here, yeah, he had a fifth round draft capital. So I mean, it, he's got a chance now. And, and fifth round doesn't sound like a whole lot, but you got to remember the Rams didn't have crap for early draft picks in this draft. It's like so. their second round draft pick. Yeah, so they they spent a premium on Pukanuka in in relative terms. So I definitely don't have a problem with that here. I don't so, even remember the Rams being on the clock when I was down in Kansas City and we left Saturday. So they may yeah. not have had a top three pick. They may not have. So Brant, that that concludes the the um, the mock draft again. That was conducted by twelve of us that are that are on the Fantasy Holics. Uh, page so if you, if you have any comments like one person's draft more than the other 
don't hesitate to go on there and let somebody know who did a good job, who did a terrible job. If you think Brant and I are stupid, keep it to yourself. Don't put us out there. Uh, no, just kidding. <laughs> if, you, if you if you have a problem with our drafts, call us out. We like to see that stuff. We challenge each other on stuff all the time. We just keep it professional on the show as best we can anyway. So um, there, there may have been a few cell phones being thrown over certain little missed letters or misreadings sure. in our time. <laughs> sure. So that concludes this week's episode. Uh, we're going to <laughs> come back and do uh, uh, something fun again next week. I know we're going to get start working into our player rankings at some point. Uh, at some point, we're going to do a startup dynasty draft. Um, so be on the lookout for those things. When we start all that, I'm not sure we'll we'll get together and get something hashed out, figured out here. Um, but next week we'll come back at you with something decent. Maybe we'll talk about guys we we hate landing spots after the draft. Something we'll come up with something. Brant, be back here same time, same place next week. Absolutely, as always, stay hungry and stay fat, my friends.